You're listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, episode 48. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubuli. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. I am Iya Omileti. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Orisha, spirituality, and growth. So, turn up the volume in your car, and this one is worthy of earbuds. Grab a cup of tea on this one, and let's chat. This episode is being brought to you by our sponsor, Olubumi Creations. I get asked often, how can I contribute to you and the podcast? And I feel funny taking free money, and I believe in Ifa's teaching that everything is an exchange. So I have something for you, and if you love it, then get it. I have Orisha things. I have Orisha art with sayings. For those of us who love Orisha, soon, 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 you're going to be able to get that same art and even more sayings on t-shirts and coffee mugs. This is exciting. If you love having things around that inspire you and resonate with your spirituality, then go to orishawisdom.com forward slash Iya Omileti to see what is going on and get those fun things that not only make your environment more uplifting, but also uplifts you. Now, let's get started. A lot of people think that because some YouTuber or TikToker said so, that you can do this tradition alone because, well, they say so. Let me tell you about a story when I was pregnant and unmarried and what it taught me about having the right godparent. I was young. I can't believe I'm going to tell you this story, but I think it's going to... Okay, well, here it goes. I was young, I was pregnant, and I was trying to decide whether to have this baby and leave my bad home situation. I really wanted to be in the religion so I wouldn't have to have any regrets. I wanted to be able to have a godparent to guide me so that I could live a better life actually what to do in this situation. The thing is, I was deciding whether to have this baby when in my heart, I knew that the father was not going to be there for us in the long haul. That meant I didn't have a godparent to guide me, to help me, let alone my life was really sucky right there. I was not living any type of good life at this time. It was a very dark time. 
in my life. To make things worse, I felt terrible because I could not tell my parents. I think I was 20, right? And I knew that they were going to say I was going to burn in hell. I was a heathen. I had either I had the devil's pawn or I was the devil's pawn having another spawn. On top of that, I knew that what they were going to say, that I wasn't worth much to begin with. I felt even worse about the situation because this baby didn't ask to be here. And I felt like a terrible human being. I was scared. I thought every day the Christian God was going to strike me and my demon child dead. The problem was that I didn't have true guidance and I was considering an abortion, which meant making this decision with limited resources on my own and everybody has an opinion about what you should do and what you should not do. I was going to decide whether a little life lived or died and my spiritual consequences after that, not just spiritual, I'm sure mental and emotional ones as well. I found out not too much later how much abortion is against our traditions, but I digress. Then, as if by chance, quote-unquote, because it wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't, something amazing happened. That's when I ran into a friend of mine who referred me to a priest that her mother used a lot because she was the owner of a botanica. So the call was made, and I found out how much his ashadi was for his reading. At this point, I didn't know I was pregnant. When I got there the first time, and he read me, I did a bow, and end of story, right? When I found out that I was pregnant, I remember thinking, my life is over. I told my closest friend at the time, and she was so supportive on anything that I chose to do. But this is a decision that I wasn't ready to make yet, or maybe so I thought. The right thing to do, so I thought, (laughs) was to have an abortion. And only my close friend would know, and end of story. But I just couldn't do it. I remember making that appointment to see that same priest. I remember walking in the door with my head hung low in shame. I loved that he didn't judge me and provided the spiritual work that I needed in order to make this decision. That is when he told me that if I did have an abortion, that I would probably have to spend the rest of my life making apology abos to Oshun to beg her for her forgiveness. Remember, I'm 20 at this time. I'm a total newbie, newbie, greeny, green, green person. And he told me, I will help you as much as I can, but there's only so much I can do. And I hope you make the right decision. My parents didn't know as of yet. And I was dreading that I had to tell them 
because they already didn't think that much of me. And now I did the unthinkable. The Latinos are going to understand this saying, meti la pata. For all you Latinos, you're like, yeah, I know what that means. That means I screwed up. This priest told me that he would pray so that the right things would happen so that I can make the best decision. I still went ahead to make the appointment and all of the stuff to do the abortion. So you have to go get blood tests and I had to go get a bunch of stuff. I had to go get a sonogram, you know, all that stuff. I'm going to tell you what happened when I went to that appointment. There was a lady there. Now, here in my naivete, I'm thinking that because I'm there, because I'm pregnant and I'm about to have an abortion, only pregnant people are there, either to have an abortion or not. I was wrong. I didn't know. And we started to talk. And... Here I'm feeling like crap because I'm like, God, why did I have to get pregnant? This is like so sucky and I suck and everything sucks and my world is about to end. And this lady is like, oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. And I'm like, are you pregnant? She's like, I wish. And I'm like, you wish. And here I'm wishing I wasn't. And she's like, I wish. She's like, I have come here, she told me. I don't remember exactly how many times it was, but she had been there a lot because she wanted to get pregnant. Her and her husband had been struggling to get pregnant. And I don't know what happened. I really liked her. I guess we really liked each other. And we started to commiserate our problems to each other. And I told her, I'm not sure about this baby. I, I really, I'm here to have an abortion. And she's like, what? I remember her eyes. And she's like, oh, don't do it. Oh, my God, don't do it. So she runs out and grabs her cell phone and runs out. I'm like, okay, she, I, she, I probably pissed her off because I'm pregnant. She's not. She comes back into the room and she tells me, listen listen, I need to tell you something. This is so important. And I'm like, okay, go ahead. She said, I just called my husband and we both agree. And I just want to tell you that you don't want this baby, right? And I'm like, you're right. She goes, how about I pay you for this baby? Because I had already shown her, well, she's seen me. And then I showed her pictures of my then boyfriend. And she's like, oh, my God, this baby's going to be so gorgeous. And she gave me a figure. She's like, I will pay for your medical expenses. I will pay for whatever hospital you choose, whatever type of birth. I just want a baby. I, I just, I really want this baby. Whatever it is, boy or girl, I don't care. And I was like, you want to buy a baby? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I couldn't I couldn't process that information. And she just said and she kept her figure by the way was in the thousands and it kept going up. And she just said cash, no questions asked. And she just wanted this baby. I said I would think about it and um I went home. On the way home I'm thinking now, I'm pregnant, my parents are going to hate me forever, 
I am definitely going to burn in hell. And now a lady wants to buy my baby. Oh, by the way, I had not told um, pretty much anybody else around me what was going on. So I don't know what my face said. But an older lady sat next to me in the train on the ride back home. I don't remember what it was, but it was mostly like, hi, how are you? Oh, everything is good. And that was it. And she leans over to me and she says, oh, you are so lucky. And I said, lucky. And it's like in my head, I'm saying four letter words to her. Like, do you know how crappy I feel right now? Like, do you have any idea, lady? And she said, you're pregnant, aren't you? And I'm looking at her like, what is it written on my forehead? Like, what is going on? And she goes, that is the biggest blessing. You are so blessed. And that baby's going to be your blessing. And then it was my time to get off the train. I'm like, you know what? I can't handle all of this stuff that is going on. And I went home now thinking, I'm pregnant, a lady wants to buy my kid, and a stranger lady tells me that this baby is going to be a blessing in my life. I I remember I went home, I slept, but when I got up, or as I was getting up, I realized that all of those things had to be a sign that I could not kill this baby. On top of that, it was crystal clear to me that in order to live a better life in these traditions, you had to have a priest to help you during life's difficult situations. And I saw that I absolutely needed to find a godparent. Having a priest to help me was great, but at the end of the day, I was not his responsibility. Well, only when I went for a reading, but I was not his priority of responsibilities. His godchildren were. I also learned that because I was too new, that help just might not get here like I thought it would. And you need to get the universe to help you instead when that sort of assistance is not right there. As a result, I started to cling more to my ancestors. After I did that, I started having faith that the right help would come. Suddenly, I was getting my readings done and my abodes with different priests in different lineages within our traditions until I landed in my spiritual house. Okay, more like I stumbled there, but you know what I'm trying to, to say. As you might guess, it didn't work out with that priest who helped me as my godfather, but he was there to open the door to these traditions. Remember all of those things that happened to me in this story? The lady in the train, the lady in the hospital, the priest, everything. That's when I realized that the secret to decide 
whether to have this baby and leave my bad home situation was having the right spiritual guidance. My plan was to start cleaning up my spiritual stuff and financial situation as I was now a mom. So I started building my connection to our community, but I didn't stop there. I went to drummings to meet, hopefully, my future godparent. After that, I kept attending every and any event that was open to the public. If someone posted it anywhere, I would ask, is it open to the public? If the answer was yes, I was there with my little white bandana with little butterflies on it. But there was still a problem. As time passed, I knew a lot of people, but I couldn't connect with that one person that I felt was 100% that was going to be the one person who would guide me on this journey. I met a few who I thought were good, and I really liked them, but something was missing, and something didn't let me go that extra step. So I was still in Alejo without a godparent, which made me feel very insignificant. When I would go to events, I would see the priest's faces and they would ask if I had Ocha. And when I'd say no, it was like I was a fly and a nuisance to them. I ended up getting so frustrated that I decided to give up and leave it up to the Eguns, the ancestors, and just hope for the best. After taking 10 years to find the right house and another five for the right godparent. I'm laughing. I can't believe it was 15 years. I became very sheltered and I figured that with the passing of time, folks were just lucky as they had a better time finding their person and they weren't struggling like I did. After a conversation at one of our events, I realized that we were all priests and we all struggled. Many of the struggles came from getting involved with the wrong priests early on. I remember thinking, this can't be true. This can't be true. I went online and got a survey tool. You know that you ask the questions and you type in or you put in your response. And I put out a two-question questionnaire, two-question questionnaire, to see if what had happened and my thoughts were right. What I found that one of the biggest problems that people were having was involving finding a godparent. They don't know how to pick one. They don't know when to pick one. They don't know what a good one is. They've had down and outs with them. And on top of that, they see how well it has worked out for others when they have had a down and out with their godparent. I was shocked. I thought that this was a think of the past, like back then, but it wasn't. People are still struggling. I thought if I could create something that would make it possible to help new people 
to make this very important choice of the right godparent, I'd really be happy. Okay, that would make me super happy and over the moon and doing the jig kind of happy like that, like jumping in my seat. That's when I chose to start to create things. To help new Alejos, that's where Alejos 101 was born. Oh my God, parents, and a couple of new things are coming soon to help folks with the very topic of Godparents. I can now show Alejos how to choose because I've been there. I've been alone when the walls and the bricks were falling on me. When I thought that I was going to be taken by the devil if I closed my eyes because I was such a bad human being. When I thought that the level of judgment was going to crush me every time I walked by my parents. It's like I could feel their judgment and their words when I passed by. You know, when you know that people are talking about you the moment that you pass by, like I knew that was happening. I then started to let other new people in our Orisha Traditions programs. As a result of all of this, we were able to achieve the following. We guided others to making wiser decisions by not making the mistakes that I and many others did before them, by not jumping in too quickly, by not having those starlit eyes which cloud our judgment because we're like so emotional. You know, one of the saddest things is to find a newly made priest without a godparent. I'm going to repeat that. One of the saddest things that I've seen in our tradition is to, to see a newly made priest, like a fresh yawo, or just a priest that came out of his yauraje or her without a godparent. And we work passionately to avoid that. After living through some tough life challenges, I realized that with the right godparent, life is much better. Much better because you get the spiritual guidance and support when you think that the sky will fall on you any second. I've also been able to stop wondering what to do in major life crisis because I can now go to Orisha for help with the help of my godmother. And in the end, all of this means that I'm now able to confidently live in a better spiritual, emotional, and mental state, I guess, just, just in a better state because I have that person who has my back when I need her the most. And I know that her commitment is true. These systems in the Orisha wisdom or within Orisha wisdom are created so that the newest person has the tools and the confidence, not just to hope and leaving it to the wind to hopefully make it through, that they can and they will find the right godparent for them. It is crucial in our traditions and it can happen. It can and it will if you have and know how to use the right tools. 
you have reached the end of this episode. Take a deep breath, because this one was something, especially for me, to share with you. For show notes, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash 48. All of the resources that I mentioned will be listed on the show notes. And when the new resources are created, I'll be sure to add them there as well. Remember, if you want to contribute to this podcast, sure, why not get some art or some Orisha swag to go with it? There still is some Orisha-inspired jewelry in there. But remember, I will not be designing anything new, at least for the time being. So grab whatever's there and that will be it for the now. If you like this episode and found it valuable to you and your spiritual growth, share this podcast episode so that someone else can get something out of it, especially this particular episode. And I would be so grateful if you have a couple of minutes to go over to iTunes and leave us a review. I read each and every one of them and they give us the fuel to keep going and creating more content for your spiritual journeys. Those five minutes, maybe for you younger people, those three minutes... (laughs) that you take to share your thoughts. They really do mean the world to me. And if you are on YouTube, like the episode, subscribe, and you see that little bell icon, click it so that you will be the first to know when there is a new video uploaded. Stay tuned for the next episode where we will go through another one of your questions from Ask a priest. I can't wait. Until next time, may the elevated ancestors and all Arisha bless you immensely. Odabo! Thank you for listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Arisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed, and until next time.